Good evening, and welcome to Sleep With Me. We're the podcast that puts you to sleep. And we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, pull up your cover, snuggle in, and press play. We'll do the rest. The podcast creates a safe place where you can put aside anything that's bothering you or going through your mind or that you're thinking about. I know I suffer from overthinking-itis and uh, brainatosis, different other diseases. And I've tried the uh, the drugs that give you the leaky uh, guts and, you know, you drive while you're asleep. All those things, they don't work. Now, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure this podcast works either, but it's... Uh, it's it. Uh, what was my point? My point is, this podcast. The goal is to create a safe place where you can put those thoughts aside, and slowly fall asleep. And the reason it works is because I'm good at telling incredibly boring stories. Now they start off interesting, so it's a little trick of that part of your brain that thinks it's so smooth. Oh, I better not be messing with that part of your, the trickster part of your brain, or maybe we're the trickster. I'm not sure. But we're going to take your mind. Distract you, distract that part of your brain, and say, hey, let's listen to a story. Sit down, little buddy. We're going to listen to a little story here. But then the story's going to get more and more boring, and before you know it, you and your your little racing brain buddy are going to be sound asleep. If it's your first time here, welcome. Give it a shot. See if it works. It's worked for other people. might work for you. It might not. All I can ask is you try. It's strange. It's different. I've got a lot of mental problems. Those are I'm putting it all on the table. But it's all in good fun. Serious business done in good fun, I guess, maybe. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can th- give us feedback or uh, hate mail or questions, comments, concerns. Feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. I don't know what else. Uh, we have some uh, housekeeping though to do. I've uh, I've uh, I spent a lot of time in this podcast apologizing for my ignorance, and once again, I need to apologize for my ignorance. I need to formally, if there's a way to formally apologize, to the writer Julia Alvarez, and to Julia Butterfly Hill. I somehow mashed the two of you up into one uh, unbelievable person. And and believe me, I didn't mash it up. Actually, I, I, I don't. It's a more of an extensive ignorance than just on the podcast because I've been operating under the delusion that you're one person probably for at least a year, if not two years. And the only, and I was like, I remember now a lot of books. I work with books. I don't want to get into how I work with books, but a lot of books come my way. I'm also I got a lot of, you know, brain malfunctions. So the only thing I think of is that. I saw In the Time of Butterflies and Julia Alvarez, and then that created this subconscious connection that's like, oh, that's, because I, I don't know, I think that's a work of fiction. I don't think it's a memoir, but maybe I was like, oh, I mean, that would that would be too obvious to be a memoir for Julia Butterfly Hale. She wouldn't call it In the Time of Butterflies. But, you know, and then, uh, I don't know, I totally fucked up. I'm an idiot, and I apologize to both of you. You both deserve the praise you got as one person and i'm sure i know i looked on the web julia butterfly hill she's still in her beautiful first act or her second act of her her life of activism 
and speaking out and 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 being out there fighting for what she believes in. Julia Alvarez, I did not look up your personal history, but I know you're a wonderful author. I know a lot of people that read your books that I interact with on a daily basis. So I'll put my apologies, and I'll probably have to work in some amends there. Uh, I'll probably read your books, Julia Butterfly Hill. Uh, I don't know. I'll work on doing something for you as well. But that's the spirit of forgiveness out of me being a jackass. Uh, what is housekeeping number two is, I know a lot of you are new to the podcast the last time I floated this idea. Hold on, we're getting a weird weird sound in here. Or I could just be having hearing tinnitus. Okay, I know housekeeping bit number two. I know a lot of you are probably new to the podcast since I pitched this idea. So I want, remember, it's feedback at sleepingmepodcast.com. I want to know what your thoughts are about me going and doing the boring parts of this season of Game of Thrones. And probably I just pack it in after we're done with Get Besos. I'll just go through every episode over, you know, do two episodes a week. Because I haven't started rewatching the season of Game of Thrones this season. I've only watched every episode once. But I have to tell you, people, I don't know how many of you watch Game of Thrones or how many of you it I've I I'm I'm a TV I'm a lover of TV. I've I've never I'm not sure I've ever seen a show firing on all cylinders like this season's Game of Thrones where I am just at the at the end of the last 3 4 episodes of season I'm not one that's rendered speechless obviously. I'm full of hot air. That's what I do here. But I mean, I, I'm literally rendered speechless, like gasping, and not always out of like a big dramatic moment. A lot of them have been these. Sub, there's been big drama and there's been little drama, but I, I mean, Benioff and Weiss, Bravo! I have no idea. I have to look up who does the casting on that show because I don't know if I've ever seen a show with that large a cast where the casting is just they, they kill it. Every person they cast is, oh man, I, I, if you do not watch Game of Thrones, start watching it. Do yourself a favor. If you love TV, if you love movies, it's an interpersonal drama. I don't know if maybe some people's objection is that it's about dragons or sword play. Yeah, there are dragons. There are sword play. There's people getting gutted and stuff. But it, it's really about people and their problems, and how they get what they want or don't get what they want, how they deal with deal with stuff, just like everything else. Um, kind of like kids playing in a sandbox, but their sandbox is Westeros. So if you're really, I would say if you're so strongly opposed to me doing any Game of Thrones content, yeah, if, you, if you're totally opposed to it, email me, feedback at sleepingmoodpodcast.com, and say do not do any Game of Thrones content. Otherwise, and I'll try... If there's a lot of you that don't want spoilers, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It's just the boring. I just, I'm going to rewatch. This This is the whole thing. I just went on a whole tirade. Well, one, I want you to watch something that really is blowing my effing mind. And I don't know, maybe it's where I'm at in my life that I, that something's triggering this. Cause I, and I know that Breaking Bad was killing it. Sopranos killing it. True Detective killing it when I watched those. But I, I, I'm just not sure. I mean, I don't know if it's just where I am at now 
so I don't want to say ever in the history of television, but in my experience with, with television, this is a rare experience where you're left wanting and satisfied at the same time at, at the end of each episode. Wow. It's so I, I'm going to rewatch the season is basically what I'm saying. I said, hey, if I'm going to rewatch it, I'm going to watch it, you know, one, two, three, four, five more times each episode just to watch the acting and the, and the, wow. I mean, and you're probably thinking I'm either, bro, I'm trying to go to sleep or I'm already asleep or enough about Game of Thrones. What are you, a uh, HBO pitch man? Yeah, um, no, I'm not. I'm just a lover of great things. <laughs> that's that's a bit pretentious. Okay, the only thing is I'm saying is I'm going to rewatch. I feel like I'm going to have argument with someone I'm in a relationship with now. Uh, I'm going to rewatch Game of Thrones. I'm going to take notes. And I could record podcast episodes just like I did with The Walking Dead. But that was when I was new at podcasting. To be honest, I didn't know really what I was doing. I was really nervous. I didn't have this comfort level I do with you listeners and feel, you know, that I'm actually doing something to help people and to feel your support and your love. So maybe it would be a little bit better than when I did Walking Dead since I didn't, I did it two seasons ago maybe. So let me know, feedback at Sleep Movie Podcast or not. Um, but I'm thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I just went on and on. Housekeeping done. We're back with another episode of Get Besos, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's Escape from Purgatory and return to Earth in a quest for vengeance against Jif Bissos, the man they feel crushed their retail empires. Older episodes can be found at www.sleepmoonpodcast.com slash getbesos, G-E-T-B-E-S-O-S. When we last left off, I think the uh, rainbow warrior, the rainbow assassin, was swallowed by a whale, or a demon whale, related to Cookie Puss. Turns out that Cookie Puss isn't the whale, it's Fudgy the whale. So this is some sort of real demon whale that looks a bit like Fudgy the whale, made by Carmel Ice Cream. Not even sure if they're still in business, but a post of those ads, uh, really great, great commercials, really friendly voice, that Carvel Pitchman. Second time I've used Pitchman this episode. Also, James Cashpenny and uh, R.W. Sears were in hell. They had been dealing with some giants and people that were in hell having a good time because the power was out and the giants were free. These giants turned out to be great dudes or dudettes, I'm not sure. And they were playing the Olympics, they had centaurs, whole nine yards. So let's get back to the story, shall we? In another episode of Get Bessos Here. So we open the night. We're with. We're in a deep, dark tunnel, somewhere in the depths of hell. And walking down that tunnel is R.W. Sears, all alone. The tunnel's faintly lit by these uh, ingenious devices. I don't know if they're devices, but like uh, just like uh, little clear crystals or something where lava that's passing by can light. Kind of like... Yeah, something you'd see at a land of the lost, maybe. Lava crystal lights, I guess you'd call them. 
It's like the lava is just flowing by, but every once in a while there's a semi-clear panel of crystal or a little lava light. I mean, this and this isn't just the uh, this isn't the Hawaiian lava people. No offense to Hawaii. I've been actually I've been to Hawaii. I've been since a young lad fantasizing my entire life about interactions with lava. And I don't know if that's a male, typical male fantasy, <laughs> or not, or maybe it's just a human fantasy. Maybe you females fantasize about lava. Not a sexual fantasy, just a fantasy. That, I mean, well, I guess there's different layers of the fantasy. Like, I would love to have superpowers so I could interact with lava and scoop it up in my hands, maybe taste it. None of that's realistic. But I'd also like just be like to be as close to lava as possible um, one day and see it splashing. And I'm sure if it splashes too much and gets you in the eye, you're effed. But but from what I've seen on TV, Hawaii's probably the closest I'm going to get someday, unless I get one of those suits. And even then, superpowers would be ideal. But the thing about Hawaii lava, and again, I'm not knocking your lava, Hawaii, is that it does have some black in it because it's not like super white hot, this lava that's churning through hell. Clearly we're closer to the center of the earth as far as if if everyone in this program's being been honest. But so it's a little by so our wow, tangent. Going tangential on the lava. Why don't you tell us your whole life story, bro? About freaking your life story with lava. So R. W. Sears is strolling down this hall, this tube. Lava tube tunnel. Oh, buddy, boy, okay. He's one foot at a time. Keep going. It goes down the hall, this tunnel, and he gets to a fork in the tunnel, in this big chamber where his tunnel empties out to. And then clearly on the other side of the chamber are two tunnels. And it's definitely clear because... This tunnel has neon, neon signs. And on the left, it says long way. And on the right, it says short way. And then as R.W. walks into the chamber, he notices it's got some benches to sit. So he takes a seat and he contemplates the signs. And he notices they're switching on and off. So the long way switches to doom. And then back to long way. Like an old-fashioned... And that's pretty sad to say, old-fashioned neon sign. Boy, when do we turn our backs in neon signs? I mean, I love LED, but, I mean, what do you got? got to go to Burning Man to see a neon sign nowadays or any kind of creative new neon sign technology? I'd like to go to that neon museum in Las Vegas. Anywho, on the right side it says, Gloom, short way. Is that right? Oh, no. Fuck. Fucked that up. Left, it says long. On the left, it says short way. Yeah, so on the left, the sign says short way. And on the right, it says long way. And the short way on the left is doom. Long way is gloom. I mess that up. I mess that up, excuse me. So our W sits out, okay, whatever friggin' is a friggin' oh, alright, James got the friggin' map oh god long doom or gloom short way 
Boom. Wrong way. Gloom. Freaking, uh, I think they'd have some freaking waters here. Oh, God. How, uh, huh. Thought the power was out, but these signs seem to be working just fine. That's ridiculous. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Well, all right, I'm doing doom short way. So he gets up, he walks down the hall. He goes about. Goes in. Keeps walking down the hall and slowly loses sight of the anteroom behind him. Goes around a long, long bend to the left. We can't see what's coming next. This isn't like a big tunnel. It's about just tall enough that if a six-foot man put his hands above that, he could touch the touch the ceiling and just barely touch both walls with his hands. And then the tube empties out. The tunnel empties out to another chamber. In this chamber. It's like a pretty, pretty big, big chamber. Uh, what does a pretty big chamber look like, dude? It's, it's a pretty big chamber, and it looks like a like a train station. It's even got pillars, kind of lava pillars, like a stalactite and a stalagmite met and fused into a pillar, which could be, probably not, because I think those things have to do with limestone and water seepage, where this is, you know, we're in a low liquid area, because most of the liquid's going to be turned to steam. But so it's a train, it looks like a train station, and the RW even walks in, and uh, he notices there's, there's even a little ditch there, and uh, it can't, he's like, oh, uh, uh, Freak train tracks? What the frick is going on with this dang place? What is thinking there's another neon neon sign? I thought they banned neon for uh oh, oh god was that freaking what does that sign say I'm freaking turn on? Oh there it goes. It just lit up doom direct to hell Center Center Hell Center Center, C-E-N-T-E-R-E. That must be some friggin' doom direct, eh? Well, looks like I'll be taking that. And he waits for a few minutes, twiddles his thumbs, literally. Just gonna twiddle my friggin' thumbs here and take this train. I'm gonna get this arm off, turn this power on, I don't know how. I bet you Freddy, Fred, Freddy Sprague had something to do with the strain since he invented the uh, electric torsion or whatever. Oh, then he hears, oh, God, it smells like a hot pee in this train station. <sighs> train comes into the station. Doors open. R.W. steps on. It's a gleaming red. Again, I guess this devil or Mr. Hell or whoever's in charge is big on the uh, iridescent red, almost like a chrome red combo. Because that's the color of the car. The inside of the car is all different shades of chrome red. R.W. sits down, just kind of looks in front of him, doors closed. Trade starts off again, rocking. What a friggin' bus is it? Subway in this friggin' hellhole. Oh, 
I should have waited for James. My buddy. Oh. How did I get in this mess, buddy? Oh, I hope you're okay. I'm going to turn this power on. I'm going to get back there. I'll deal with everything. I'll get you back. Fix. I got to fix everything. I screwed it up. My mess. I'm freaking. What was over here? And then R.W. hears something like a shifting. He looks up to his right. And like the the two seats by the door in the back of the train across from him. There's a guy lounging there. Kind of a guy looks down as like he's got your stereotypical trench coat on, a little beat up. He's got sunglasses and a hat pulled down. Kind of looks like a little disheveled, like he's he's been knocked around. Oh, jeez, okay. I must stay over here, away from that guy. Oh, boy. Good characters even in the hell. Good gravy. Oh, and then the guy gets up. He knows R.W. goes and sits across from R.W. The guy peers over his Hey, hey, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? You all right? I am not all right. I'm, uh, I'm terrible. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm pretty terrible myself. Um, where, where, where are you headed? I believe I'm headed to the dome. Am I, this is the right today. Oh, good God, did I get on the right train? I'm headed to uh, the center of hell, middle of hell. Where they, you, you, got any, you know a lot about this. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, this is the Doom Direct. I know that much. Okay, so I got on the right train. I got, you. Uh, how many stops are on this train? Well, only one stop, I believe. Oh, yeah, I got to get off. I need to uh, fix the alarm. I work for the uh, Hell Power. Turn the power on. There's an alarm. You don't got any idea where that uh, stuff is. Huh, no, man. I'm I'm, uh, I'm just riding this train, you know. Um, oh, you look you look out of sorts. Oh, buddy, if you believe the last, however, I made a mess of things. I'll be honest, I'm scared, man. Mess things up. And I gotta get there, turn this alarm off, turn the power on. After that, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I'm, uh, I'm just afraid. Oh, wow, buddy. What are you afraid of? My buddy's in trouble, my best friend, Mr. James Cash Penny. And, uh, a lot of other people are in trouble. And I would say it is 90%. One dude jerk's fault, and ten percent nine percent mine a bit. Oh wow, that's that's a, oh 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 pain. Oh oh, what's the matter, buddy? You all right? Oh, oh it's okay. Oh, oh it's okay. It's just my it's just my kidneys. Oh oh your kidneys, eh? Yeah, it's terrible terrible pain. Oh, my kidneys. Oh, my bones. They're so crackly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, uh, your crackly bones are the worst. Oh, my bladder's distended. And I got back pain. And, uh, oh, it's terrible. I got phantom, phantom testicular pain even. Oh, oh, uh, oh man. Uh, you, hey, well, you don't happen to be, well, you, uh, so, oh, I got Bright's disease. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's my kidneys. That's the worst. Oh, the pain. Oh, Bright's disease. 
Holy mackerel, that is a terrible, terrible disease. I've uh, suffered from uh, bright disease myself in the day. It's terrible. It took my life. It did. We're in such a good company. H.P. Lovecraft. Bram Stoker. Chester Arthur had Bright's disease. You believe that? Oh, uh, any other famous people have Bright's disease? You know them, huh? Oh, but Ty Cobb. Tsar of Russia. Alexander III. Emily Dickinson. Robert Wood Johnson. The lovely Jean Harlow. Oh, Jean Harlow. Uh, who's that? Uh, Canadian strongman Louis Sear. You know, no, I'm not familiar with Canadians. It's just, uh, yeah, it's like any other famous people, uh, any, uh, um, titans of, uh, retail enterprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Macy's, the founder of Macy's had, uh, Bright's disease, uh, Roland something, I remember. He's Macy's. He, he saved Macy's. He made Macy's. Oh, my Bright's disease. Oh, oh, good guy. Oh, right. oh, oh, the train's slowing down here, buddy. Uh, and the train slows down. <sighs> Sits there for a second. The door's closed. Oh, you uh, getting off this stop? No, I can't get off the train. I'm in too much pain. Oh, that's terrible. Well, uh, um, that's strange. Uh, you uh, have Bright's disease down here. You think, uh, oh, I'm suffering. I'm going to suffer from Bright's disease for eternity. Oh, it's a terrible... Oh, man, that is a rough sentence you got there. That's horrible. Oh, man. The door's open. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, wow, and the power of being out doesn't save you from the pain, does it? No, I'm stricken with the permanent brights. I got clogged kidneys. Oh, oh, the pain. Well, um, yeah, that sounds rough. But uh, I gotta be going, so, um, um, R.W., it was a pleasure to meet you. I'm terribly sorry for your pain, because I know directly how terrible it is, as my life was stolen from me. Uh, so have a good day. Okay, okay. What was your name? Wesley. Wesley. Wesley, that's my, um, Wesley? Is that... Father, it's it's me. It's your son, Wesley. Oh, oh, it's it's me, Father. Oh, my boy, Wesley, my boy, it's you. Oh, Wesley, my son. You, you, what are you doing down here? Oh, Father, I've I've, I've been suffering. I've suffered. They put me down here. I've suffered from Bright's disease forever. I, I, I made some mistakes, Father. Oh, terrible, terrible. Oh, Wesley, my boy. Oh no. Oh, my boy, I don't even know what to say. I'm so sorry. It's a, it's a genetic thing, Father. You, 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 you passed it on to me. But they, 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 they're, they're keeping it out. You know, I should have just, my pain should be gone. Oh, my boy, come here. R.W. sits down and puts his Wesley's head in his lap and strokes his hair. And just holds him. Oh, Father, thank you. Father, for... Coming so close to me, it feels so good. Oh, oh, it feels so good. To, Father, I missed you so. What it you, you know, we all died, my brother. I mean, we none of us made it past fifty. I know this bright disease. It takes you, it takes you young, ish. 
Oh, my boy, here, come. I wish I could give you some water or something else to ease your pain. Is there anything I can do? Just stay with me, Father. Just please stay here with me. Oh, my boy. Oh, my boy, I love my... Um, oh, no. Oh, my boy, are you going to be... Like, I, I gotta, I gotta do something, my boy. I gotta, I gotta, oh, no. Pa, father, you can't leave me here. It's, you can't leave me here. I'm in pain. How long you been here for? Oh, my, why, I don't know what this is. Oh, no. I, I gotta get to the center of hell and shut the power off and turn the, uh, alarm on or something. Oh, father, just stay with me. Please tell me a story about my youth or something, please. Just, 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 this, this feels good. It feels right. Oh, my boy, no, but, I, uh, I just, oh, no, oh, oh. Oh, just close your eyes, my son, and, uh, you just rest here. Oh, man, I don't know what to do. If James were here, he could go. I could stay. I don't know if this is really my boy or some hell delusion. But it feels right to stay here with him. But then all the people of the earth will die. And uh, I don't know what to do. And uh, I can't leave him. He's suffering. But I can't turn. Uh, oh, man. If I'm not a hero, I'm just if James were here, well, maybe I'd just stay here with my boy and hope James... James figures it out. Oh. And then R.W. happens to catch his reflection across the way in the, in the window of the subway train. He sees this look on his face. It's a look of desperation. Like, what, what, is, the next, what is the right thing to do here? What am I going to do? Do I save my son? I mean, he can't be saved, but I could ease his pain. You know, being part of him is like, what are you gonna, am I gonna sit here for a time? I don't know, it's my boy. His heart is almost like bleeding because if, 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 if it's such this child suffering so from Bright's disease, which apparently is this terrible disease to suffer from, but the, or does he leave his son? Who's I mean, the, the, he probably isn't thinking that as much as I am, but his son's dead, he's punished to be there. Does he leave him? Save humanity, probably. Save hell. Uh, what, what, what's the right thing to do? Man, let's see. Oh, man. Oh, well, we gotta, I gotta go. I gotta stay. I don't know. I'm being a nincompoop. Look at you, you nincompoop. Well, fa- father, father, what if you just don't touch just what happens if you don't go and you, you don't turn the power on the alarm? Well, what would happen? Oh, uh, well, they'd nuke, nuke us. Having it, I guess it's got some nuclear weapons type thing, thunder lasers, something or other, and they're just gonna wipe hell out because people are escaping and and they want to protect what they can any minute probably for impending doom and uh, the best I could tell can tell is that hell be erased and then they'll have to figure out some alternative. Oh. Bet you that friggin' Gorbelli is the alternative son of a... So yeah, we'll be gone. Oh, but Father, my, that'll ease my pain. Just stay here with me, Father, until... Father, are you alive or 
He died. He died. Yeah, it was uh, my boy. Um, yeah, this is my. I mean, was this my? This is my my fault anyway. I could have raised you better. I don't know what you did. Well, I don't want to know what you did, son. Yeah, you're my son. You're my boy. But yeah, I was in purgatory. I got out. I needed a vendetta settled. Uh, it was a bad idea. And now we're here. And well, uh, so just come for me, father, and let us let us go. What what, what will happen to us? Uh, I guess we'll be ended. We'll just vanish, I guess, from existence. And uh, oh, that be my suffering will be ended, father. And he'll be, be. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you real? Are you, you, you feed me a line here. You just want me to sit here and uh, let you. Are you, uh, I don't know if I can trust this, uh, this, uh, are you just trying to string me along here or. No, Father, it's me, Wesley. My brother, R.W., R.W., Jr. He, he's down here too, Father. Well, um, oh, good, oh, good. I can't just stand here. I can't just do nothing. I can't just leave you, kid. Oh, my God. I don't know what my buddy James would do here. Because I'm just, I'm just your son. If you're my son, I'm just a, I messed up as a father. I'd spent it with the stores. And in any event, I got to purgatory. I couldn't let it go. There's this guy down here, Jeff. He's making stuff, selling stuff. I got to get to the point, I know, but I got so mad up there in purgatory. And I, could, I was like, I'm going to get this clown. I go back to Earth. I'm going to get him. I'm going to do something to him terrible, humiliate him, destroy him, ruin him. Oh, Father, you so, that sounds just like you. Yeah. I don't know, you know. You live and you learn, not me. And uh, so then I figured out this evil scientist up there in heaven. Well, I'm, I'm, this evil scientist up there in purgatory, I talked to him. So yeah, it's like he, he was bringing me the papers, you know, and some other stuff, a little scotch, a little, you know, some other stuff, like a gray marker, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, yeah, he says, hey, I could get you down there. You'd have to do some work for me. Involves, you know, the devil. I got some business with the devil to take care of. Something I don't. I wasn't even paying attention. I wasn't even paying attention, my boy. And I, I messed everything up. I did. And if I could just let me just hold you, hold you. Oh, if I could just squeeze this Bright's disease out of you. But if this is some sort of eternal malady you've been stricken with, I can't just. Oh, I, I'm. I don't know. Filling with rage. Uh, R.W. looks himself again. He sees his reflection, his angry face. Oh, my boy, you know what? I've never, I never thought anything through before, and look where it got me. But I'm not going to sit here and think and morose. I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to take you with me. Uh, and he picks his son up. He throws him over the back. Oh, our father's pain, just stay, just come. Oh, I'm moving my kidneys, oh, my back. He's, oh, I'm running, and he runs out the subway door. He runs out the subway door. He runs down this hall, down this hall. He comes in this modern, modern, gleaming, modern, white and stainless steel room. Oh, my son, my son, speak to me. His son's passed out from the pain. 
R.W. just cried. I was like, oh, my boy. My boy, my boy, oh, my boy. And then he hears it. Beep, beep, beep. And he sees this tower in the center room. It's gleaming. It's got neon and laser lights. And it's got, like, one of those police siren-type alarms that's spinning around. A whole nine yards. Clearly some sort of high-tech gizmo center. I was oh, my boy, oh, oh, I think this must be. And R.W. sees this bench in, in the side of the room, and he lies his son down on the bench, and he push, curls him up on the bench, pushes him down, and then he runs over to this tower. It's beep, beep, he sees the, like a big switch that says alarm on, alarm off. And then he sees another switch next to that, power on. It says, uh, master power on, master power off. Oh, God, was it? Turn the power off. Turn the power on, alarm off. Okay. Okay, my boy. Oh, I got to get this alarm off. I don't want to solve and then I'll figure it all out. And he goes, and he goes to reach it. And he hears this voice, halt, 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 sir. And he looks. In the shadows, he sees someone. He said, I think you should reconsider that, sir. Oh, who's there? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I think you should reconsider shutting off that alarm and shutting off that pot, turning that power back on. I'm not reconsidering nothing. I gotta save my, I mean, keep my boy from me from getting eliminated, my best friend. And then I'm, I'm, I'm gonna figure the rest out, but my son, he's in terrible pain, the bright disease. Well, I, I think I may have a solution for you before you before you go acting rashly. Why don't you just leave things in, as they are and, and come with me? Oh, 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 good God, it's you, Gorbelli, isn't it? Oh, well, I'm making you an offer, a one-time offer, and you can consider. Otherwise, soon, my guards will be here to overpower you. You can hear them coming, the thunder... The thundering of the footsteps approaching. Or you could just come with me, bring your boy, and I can have them, my men fetch your other son. He's in an interesting part of hell we could tell you about. Oh, no, not my other, not our, not our W. Jr., please. Why don't you have some mercy on your, front, your son and just take him with us? We'll just take him with us and we'll take him right out of hell. There's going to be a new hell anyway. It's inevitable, R. W. But I, well, my boy, what, what if I leave it on as well? How's it going to be wiped out? What about my best friend James Cash Penny? Ah, huh, I think Mr. Penny's going to be detained. So, do you want to save your son or not, R.W.? Oh, uh, uh, what, what, your voice changed. Aren't you supposed to be like a lumberjack or something? Why are you hiding from me? Make your choice in five, four. Three, two, and that's where we're going to stop tonight, folks. Uh, a good spot to stop, I think. And we're going to see what happens. We'll be back real soon. And then, as in real soon, I mean two nights. Friday, Saturday, and we'll be back Sunday with a new episode. So get a good night's sleep, and thanks for listening. <laughs>